Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All righty, folks. Welcome to the MVM Show. we got another episode today. Episode number two is officially starting now. And Travis got- is already in a bad mood. Yeah, we got Travis here today. The grumpy old man. The man, the myth. Yeah, whatever. The legend, the taxidermy king. <laughs> if you guys ever need any taxidermy done, just hit Grasslands Taxidermy of California up. Uh, so, guys, we today are going to be talking about this last waterfowl season, 2018, the 2019 season. What a glorious season it was, right, guys? Well, I kind of beg to differ because weather conditions, I think, played a major role in the lack of birds coming down to our area this year. And even up north where we usually do very well, didn't seem like there was the amount of birds flying around. It's not always about the amount of birds, but it is about the amount of birds. Without the birds, there's no killing. Here's the thing, though. This is my opinion on it. All we had all winter long, did it not seem like all we had was south winds? Yeah. Every every winds, storm yeah. that rolled through was a south a southerly storm. Or no wind. Or no wind. Dead calm. I think the biggest factor was that it warmed up. It would get cold and then it would warm right back up. And I think, you know, it seemed like the migration, like, oh, it's migration starting. And then the next week. You're like, where did all those birds go that were starting to move down? And I think just went back up north, way back up north. Yeah. We we had, it seems like I hunted in bad weather so many more times this year. Like, literally, like, it seemed like we were in, I feel like I've hunted in a lot of torrential downpours. It was either that or super calm bluebird skies with no birds. I, I've never been skunked so many times in a season in my life. I only got skunked one time this season. 
Well, you only hunted six times. Whatever. <laughs> I hunted more this year than I think I've hunted in previous years. You got skunked more than once. No, I didn't. I always kill birds. When his kids Bull. kill birds, that counts as him. Yeah, and everybody that goes with me kills birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that don't count. We're talking about you. Oh, I killed. Well, maybe the, one day I went out with Thomas, and I don't know if I killed a bird that day, but he killed a nice mallard. I let him shoot it. So, Travis, yeah. I will give Travis season? credit. He is as good a hunting dog as you can ever go with. I have no he, idea. He that bird down? I have no idea how Travis found that bird, but when I tell you he found that mallard in the thickest toolies you've ever been in, I promise you, these were 15 foot tall, thick as yeah. a dog's hair. I don't. I can't even think of something to th- compare it to. But I mean, you could not. See, it was so thick. Yeah. So, and Travis just goes right through the middle of it. <clears throat> Backstory a little bit. Uh, we love mallards. Amen. But we don't seem to have a huge quantity of them. So, um, especially on our public hunting refuges, you know, getting mallards to work could be like pulling teeth. So, it just happened to be a magical day. Not a lot of people where we were at, and these mallards had gotten in a routine of coming into this specific pond. So the the bird worked pretty well actually, and uh, we shot him, and you know he was hit but not stone cold. So he he probably sailed maybe pretty six, far, sixty seventy five yards. No, probably further, no. maybe a little over a hundred yards. And was that far? I don't know. It was over there a little bit. We had to walk. Yeah. So he hit the water like he was dead. And after a couple seconds, his head popped up. And you guys all know how that goes. <clears throat> so he heads straight for the toilets, right? So me and Travis are running through probably shin high water. As hard, I can't run as fast as I used to. As hard as we could. But when we're chasing them out, uh, Travis can still run really fast. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we ran over there. And yeah, I was just like, exactly. I've heard that come from many times. <laughs> you know, your heart kind of sinks because nobody likes to lose birds, especially Drake Mallard. And we didn't have a dog with us that day. We did not have Rocky with us or Timber with us. So Travis just dives right through the middle of this big, huge tule patch. And man, we probably looked for what at least five a long time, f- at least five minutes. And it's an eternity when and you can't find a bird, and you know that he's hit hard, and, and he's, he's going gonna, farther he's gonna, and farther he's away. He's gonna die, but he's got enough to get away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, five minutes pass, and your heart's starting to sink a little bit because it's like, man, I don't want to lose this bird, especially on a slow day. And then all of a sudden, Travis goes, "I found him," and <laughs> he pulled out a miracle that day. It was a beautiful Drake Mallard. Actually, was it was nice huge. It was actually a very large Drake Mallard. But yeah, that was it's cool. little things like that. That well, and Rocky, I I don't think I gave it enough credit. I guess I didn't make it a, as big of a deal as I probably could have when Rocky found that bird with the band. I mean, you know what I mean. Like I didn't really. I think most people would be just like. I mean, I was excited and pumped and everything, but I didn't like. That was it. It was once it was done, it was done. I never even really 
Yeah. People you know with dogs I mean? probably appreciate it more. Like, can relate to their own dog. No, but I'm just saying, I didn't really, like... I thought about it later, and I was like, that was actually pretty awesome. I mean, he literally... I wouldn't have had that bird. Yeah, yeah and he and was it, still a puppy. Yeah, and I just happened... It just happened to have a band. But what's even cooler yeah. is that you took the time, the effort, and you trained him yourself. So it's even more rewarding when you can see the results of that. When you are the one that trained the dog, and... You see all those that hard work and effort pay off on a bird that you would normally lose. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, that was just instinct of the animal. You know what I mean? I was actually getting on to him, like, "Come on, dude, what are you doing?" It looked like to me he was just playing around in the water. He are in that little ditch. I was like, "Come on, let's go," you know. But he was like moving his head around. You could tell he was smelling something. But I'm like, "It's in the water. He can't smell through the water." I mean, there was little toolies and stuff. Were you standing over there with me yet? Were you still sitting over in the... No, I was still in the pit blind wow. for a while. You were over there for probably 10 minutes. You weren't even over there helping me, trying to find that bird. Great, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the one that when we were hunting this year up there? Um, <laughs> and he didn't say anything, and he's like, oh, that mallard just flew behind you guys. What was that? I, I was hey, calling what are you it. talking about? I, oh, yes, that, I know. That, that was it. Titus, huh? They didn't tell me. You was, and I, Thomas. Uh, yeah. And it he, wasn't he was about like, me not telling you. Yeah, I did whatever. tell you guys. And then it swings in front of him and boom, boom, boom. I didn't even hit this dumb, dumb thing Thomas did. Well, it was the skinniest mallard we've ever Dude, seen. that bird was sick. <laughs> I don't it, remember took it, what you guys are talking about. Dude, remember he took it to get it... Get it uh, professionally clean because he was going to oh. eat it and it looked like a little oh. banny chicken. Yeah. Dude, in Sacramento, I don't care. I'll oh, say yeah. <laughs> At the sack, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was... That was... Uh, that bird was either a teal-sized mallard. <laughs> that bird either came straight from the North Pole <laughs> or he had a disease. I actually, How much do you think he weighed? Dude. A Drake mallard. You talking about like whole like with the feathers and everything? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Three pounds? Uh, I mean, those breast fillets looked like it was teal fillets. <laughs> it was not worth it. Yeah. How much did you pay to get that thing like flushed out and junk? I think it was like five bucks, four bucks. Yeah. Guy did a good job on it, though. He did. He did it fast, too. Definitely, like, it'd be nice if you had a big stack of teal. What was the machine that that guy used? Is there is there a name That's for that, or did he just make that? The duck plucker. I don't know. Had some big, yeah, old, big old rubber, rubber knobbies on it. Yeah. And then he got a blowtorch and yeah, all burnt the, all the hairs off. I mean, that wouldn't be that hard for you know to do something like that. But <clears throat> that's what I wanted to do this year is do like a whole bird, you know. And I never on the smoker, I never end up doing it. I just kept breasting them out. But I don't know. I did it one time on the smoker, and it was just kind of like I let it cook a little too long. But they were till breasts, I and mean, they're so small. Yeah, it's like you need a big fat piece of meat, like. I bet you that turkey breast would be really good, huh? Doing on the smoker, you think? Probably would. We'll have to try it. Get one this weekend. and Yeah, speaking of that, folks, turkey season. Hopefully you can get a turkey. Are you going to try to go? Tom's? Yeah, I was supposed to go with Talon this last Saturday. You were? Yeah. And he ditched you for all his buddies. Yep. Talon yeah, they seen a bunch of birds, too. Talon, they seen, they like, killed one. Connor killed one. Yeah, but he said they seen some really Talon, if nice you're listening to this. How could you forsake <laughs> your gym training mm, partners that no. care for you and love you? No, he'd, he'd take me. I don't, I don't remember I what happened, but... You probably were doing something. Probably. 
But I don't. I don't know if I've actually. I don't know if I've ever shot a turkey. I've been with. I've hunted with guys when they've shot them, but yeah. Who'd you? Who have you went with? Matt. Oh. (laughs) We'll leave that at that. Yeah. (coughs) But. Thank you for joining us today, Travis. Yeah, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> so this duck season, this waterfowl season, we got off on a tangent. There. We did. That's we did. all right. That's all right. No. So I mean, so let's I start at the, the beginning. Okay. The very best November that I've ever had. I killed uh, my best. Which is odd. Yeah. Which is my have, my best bird was a gadwall. I killed a bunch of Drake gadwalls at the beginning of the season. What do you mean that was your best bird? I mean, not my best bird, but in November. The, oh, in November. That's the, the most that you killed, shot. I killed. Them more than I killed any other bird. Oh, okay, got well, and, okay. and that doesn't usually happen. And um, I think gadwalls are very underrated. And, I agree. Um, but yeah, so then December hit, and it kept get, it went from bad to worse. Literally. And the whole month of December was pathetic, mm-hmm. pathetic. And then it didn't get good. Started getting good to the last two weeks of the of the season, which that's kind of normal. But even then, it wasn't like. But it wasn't lights out. It and wasn't lights out. As you know, where we usually go up north, um, they weren't killing the birds that usually are killed up there. And I don't mind traveling, you know, to kill to kill birds. But I don't want to drive for three, four hours and kill two birds and then drive one three, way. Yeah, drive three or four hours home. What a letdown, you know? Yep. I just felt like. Do you? Did you feel this way at all? Maybe not. You went. Did you travel a bunch this year too? More than normal? You pro- yeah, of course, probably more than even last year, right? Um, you don't, don't you think? Probably close to this. Yeah, maybe so. Early in a the season bit. we did. Early in the season we did. Dude, oh, no, I forgot what I, how I was going to come about that. But, like, I just felt like this year I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, if I made a, if I yeah, made a travel up refuge, north, somebody else everyone was doing good else, here yeah. locally. Yeah. Then we'd, we, like, fight the, you know... The urge, like, okay, fine, we'll just stay here. And then they crush them up north. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I just felt like, I'm not saying, either way, everyone said it was a bad year, but I just felt like I was in the wrong place. You know what I mean? Didn't remember that a few times. It'd be, we never talked about it, but it was frustrating because it was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, we just drove, made this big drive. We come back, barely got any birds, and everyone else here limited out. Yeah, and it seems like some of the other guys that we, you know, associate with and hunt with sometimes, you know, they'd go to a different refuge and, you know, we'd be seeing them Marco Polonis, you know, oh, I got cinnamons and, yeah. you know, and <laughs> they had great days, you know. Well, like At that, the same refuge. Yeah. Just a different place. And, and you know, talked about pond. like we go to, you know, we'll go travel up north um, that one weekend when uh, it was a Barney and Johnny. They uh, they hammered him and Barney got his first uh, banded pintail. You were there that day? No, I wasn't there, but remember they went up there well, like we were on there. a Wednesday and we went up there next Oh, okay. Then we went up there we next week. We did good weekend. that day. Okay. It was okay, but I mean Yeah. Then we went up there the next Saturday and it was there was nothing, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. And that's weird because see, I don't know if it's we're basing everything off of last year. You know what I'm saying? Like last year it just I don't know. I guess we we just hit everything right. I just felt like it was you always you always look in the past and think it was always better, but it's not. I legitimately, you know, when you record the yeah record it, you have proof. You're looking back at the videos. You're like, dude, we must have just got lucky and hit every right pond, or we just had more north winds and the weather was better. Yeah, the birds moved down, dude. 
speaking of that today, okay, you know that spot over by where I work that I said we, we had permission to hunt some mallards in there? I flew over oh, yeah. today. Usually February, they're in there. It's always like right at the end of duck season or after. I went over that flew over that today, infested with mallards. Hmm. And it's April. I've been watching for them every week. Every time I work and fly over that area to go spray a field, I will look at the spot. Nothing, nothing, nothing. February, March. I'm like, they're not even going to show up. They must just not even going to come down this far this year. All of a sudden today, I flew over mallards everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, and we've had... That's late. Yeah. What it's, I mean, it's about time for him hatch the young and head back north, you know? Yeah. Right? But think April. about how... How much water we've had this year? I mean, exactly. Stretch out through the whole year. Yeah, we've had water. Um, and I know in years past, like if we get too much water, that can be a bad thing because the birds are so spread out. You know, they'll go land on some private property and just sit there all day, and not move around the refuges. Yeah. So, but I don't. I just think it didn't get cold enough this year to really push the birds down. Mm-mm. And when it did get cold, like I said, it warmed back up the next weekend to be warm, and they're well, gone. They were gone. Remember that one little stretch of a week or a week and a half? It got cold, kind of like in the low 30s. Yeah. It was like maybe 29 for just like four or five, six days. I can't remember what. And it, we did good that week. Yeah. Like everybody kind of did good. I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be, we're going to rock, start rocking it the rest of the year now. And it, it warmed right back up. I only wore a jacket this year because of the rain. I never wore a jacket because of cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, didn't you and Tom have a couple of days when you guys had like torrential downpours out there? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. The one where monsoon. Oh, yeah. It was the literally. monsoon mallard video. And that was, wasn't cold, though. Yeah. It was just psycho rain. I don't think we had really any cold storms this year. There was never they were a cold all, storm. They were all yeah. south wind, warm storms. Every time. Yeah. And I've talked to multiple people, and they, they all said the same thing outside of our group. I think maybe one day we had a north wind that I hunted, but I don't... And was it even good, though? I don't really remember the specifics of it. No, the nothing thing stood is, out to me. The thing is, it didn't really get that cold and storm up north. Yeah. Like, Canada. Well, that guy I know, actually, 780 Outdoors. If you guys have never heard of them, check check them out. We're actually going to go hunting with him this year. His name's Jeremy. But he said they had abnormally warm... Where's he located at? Canada. Oh, up in Canada. So, I mean, they, they had the birds probably longer than normal. <laughs> you yeah. know, but it didn't do us any good. And how was it when you guys went on that old school hunt in Michigan? Did it get cold there? Uh, it was it was definitely colder than California. But it was But for being... But for being where it, it was It wasn't... At. No, no, uh-uh. Yeah. It was what in the... The low 40s or something? Yeah. Something like that? In the okay. 40s. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of some a, a different hunt. That was in October, wasn't it, when you guys went to Michigan? Wisconsin. Was Wisconsin. 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 He said we... Made at Culver's. He says he's, we still can't pronounce it right. Shout out to Adam Stam. He's the man. Thanks for taking us. I know. That was awesome. That was. That's a cool video. It was a lot of fun, man. It really was. Cool, a uh, really cool d- guy too. Yeah, just to hit somebody up and hey, go hunting. I know, him. right? We got and a lot. We hit it off. Yeah, know? like I hopefully he comes out here one day, hunts with us. That'd be cool. Absolutely. 
It's always more than welcome. Hopefully, we just have a good season over here for to be worth coming over. You know, it's kind of a funny pre- predicament. You know, you travel somewhere, a guy wants you to come hunting with him, doesn't mean it's going to be good. Mm-mm. It can be. Yeah, I've had we, several people contact me and ask me like where they could get a cinnamon till because I guess they're not really abundant back east. And I tell them, you know, any of the refugees out here can produce right. a cinnamon till, but there's not a specific place where I can take you that you are going to no. kill a cinnamon till on that day. Do you think they think that though? Do you think people I don't think know. like there's so an abundance that you could just I wouldn't I wouldn't even ever I would tell somebody if they said if I come down for a week and hunt Monday or Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. I tell me you could probably I'd be get like a green wing till. I'd say you have a two percent <laughs> chance to shoot one. You know. Well, well, what if somebody asks you, "Hey, I want to shoot a cinnamon. How should I go out? Where should I go out? How should I set up?" What are you gonna tell them? I would tell them open water. Do you think open are, water? Are yeah, try to find a place where there's predictable. A, no, I mean just whatever flies by, pretty much. You know, I I obviously haven't killed one in two years. I've seen them. But I haven't killed a cinnamon in two years. I shot. I haven't either. I shot. You killed one two, last year on that I really super two, windy day. Was that last year on that super windy day? I think I shot two day? cinnamons yeah. this year. Okay. You did? For when? sure one. When? Uh, that day I hunted by myself. It went, and it was actually oh, yeah. in open water that I shot it. Was he plumed out good? He was really plumed out. But the problem was he was a little too close. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I shot. Well, that wasn't the last one I shot. But I remember one specifically we were. Hunting and um, it was a great day for mallards, and you guys know the pond I'm talking about. And we were alternating because Rest Colton had uh, blown out the end of his shotgun, and Talon had run out of shells, and so Colton had shells. I had no shells. I had run out, so we were alternating with my gun, and um, we'd shoot a mallard. And the next person could shoot a mallard. Well, it was my turn, and a cinnamon came by, and I literally annihilated it and I found it and his head was gone and I was very upset and then they told me hey it's not your turn I go we, we were only supposed to shoot you know trade when we shot a mallard like <laughs> no 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 you shot Typical. your bird and so it was Colton's up next and that's when he shot his uh banded mallard yeah came <laughs> had, in but had down. you shot one yet though oh yeah I'd kill we, we had all killed no you though Mallards? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Abandoned mallard. Have you? Sh- had oh, you- yes, I had. Yeah. Oh, well, then, I, I mean, that yeah. worked out. Yeah, so good. it was cool. He shot his first, but I think we ended up killing 11 or 13 mallards that day between the three of us, and then mm. I killed that one cinnamon. So that was, for California, that was an awesome day for, for me to hunt public refuge and three of us to kill, well, I think it was either 11 or 13 mallards. I don't remember specifically. Yeah. Well, so what I, was your best day this year? My best day. Can you think of a best day for you? I can't personally. I don't remember <laughs> a best day. I'm serious. There was like no day that stood out for me. Um, I did get invited by one of my clients to hunt um, a refuge. He let let uh, the kids and I go in on his uh, his resi, and we ended up killing a lot of green wings. That was really fun. And Talon really killed. He killed a beautiful cinnamon that day that I could have shot, but. Was on his side and he took it, so he was he was pretty ecstatic. And then I had a couple days where um, the green wings were just, you know, two three hundred green wings flew by, and you know I was just waiting for bigger birds and didn't shoot the green wings. But mm-hmm. um, 
What was yours, Thomas? Can you think of something? I'm trying to think. I mean, I really none really stand out. I did have a somewhat decent day when I uh, hunted by myself in a in big open water, and birds had just happened to be. Um, just got in a routine of landing in the certain corner, and I happened to set up there, and my shooting was terrible that day. Like, it was ridiculous. I should have limited out in probably 45 minutes because there was nobody that could set up near me, and, I mean, it was all small birds. It was mainly till, I think, maybe a pair of widgeon flew by. Or maybe gaddies, I don't know, but it was main. It wasn't like mallards were stacking up. <clears throat> but so, are you talking about numbers as far as what was the best? I'm or talking just, about just, the whole just scenario? overall. You know, yeah. so, you know, you have those days when it just falls together. Like, well, I guess I'm saying good, a good day as far as like the number of birds. But did you ever have a special day when it was just you know? That's two different things, though. Yeah, but you know, there's there's so, those hunts where it just stands out in your mind because. So that day with Some you, with that client, what was his name again? Anthony. Anthony, yeah. yeah. I met him out at the refuge. Yeah, super nice guy. Yeah, but that for numbers, that was probably your better, you're saying, that was your better day? Yeah, there was there was just, I mean, we killed um, green wings, you know, but there was a... Which is fine. Quite, I mean, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fun day. Seeing that big of a flight. I was with flights. both my kids, and um, what yeah. Was, what about, like, your memorable? My most memorable hunt? This year? Yeah, maybe it was just one bird, but I mean. Yeah, you know, I didn't really have a, a memorable hunt this year. <laughs> maybe the one with, with when terrible. Thomas shot that that one mallard, that was that was kind of the coolest thing. Um, That's I mean, pretty the ju- sad. Junior really, hunts are very memorable, sad. though, you know? Yeah, my but blood we can't partake in it. Up. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, but Dude, yeah, we had a, I almost a lost my voice after that junior <laughs> hunt. <laughs> we had a very mem- memorable junior hunt this year. Maybe that's how a guide feels. You know what I mean? Taking these guys out, there's birds everywhere, and they can't. You know, you're just like, dude, take off. <laughs> you're like, it's fun though. Like the junior hunt is like, you wouldn't think going out watching someone else shoot birds would be like. I don't know. It was cool. And what never ceases to amaze me is how one week difference. Yeah. No pressure. One week. Not even one week, Travis. Is six the, days. The mentality of the birds. It's like well, six days. T- birds that have been pressured versus birds that are haven't gotten shot at, or birds that have gotten into the habit of going to a certain place and never seeing a human. But it's only it's one not hunt even the day. same. Yeah. It's one hunt day. So guys, listen if you don't know, Sunday will be the last day of the season. You skip the Wednesday, and Saturday is a junior hunt, and in that period of time. Missing one hunt day. Yeah. I mean, about we, that. I mean, how many... I didn't kill... I think I killed maybe two pintails the whole year. And we were having flocks on the junior hunt of eight, nine, ten, twelve pintails. Right. Just working, working, working. I mean, we had, there was uh, three junior hunters that I was with. Uh, Talon, Talon, my kids, and their cousin. And we had one flock. I think it was 11 pintails came in. And they dropped five out of one flock. That's good. So that's pretty, that was awesome. Pretty awesome. But see, so I mean, if they if they they closed off Sundays, you know what I'm saying? Like, what could they do to make it? 
if that's making that big of a difference, that proves that maybe, I mean, I'd hate, you know, it stinks because you don't want to think about one less day to hunt, but it's like if they end up taking the Sundays out of the picture because they're just getting thrashed and then pushing them away. Now, our local refuse, don't they not hunt on Sundays there, right? And there's only one that does that. Yeah. And they cut off uh, hunting at 12 o'clock. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make it that much better, though. No, I, I would not like refuges that they cut off at 12 o'clock. Maybe being at the end of the year and then one day off just makes that much difference. Did you guys know as much of a difference uh, early morning hunting versus evening hunting? Did you see it seemed like one was better this year than the other? Like anywhere we went? No certain yeah, place? Yeah, I mean, did you, I mean, when you hunted the morning, it seemed like there was more birds. Uh, you we did hunt birds. a lot of mornings this year. Versus hunting afternoon hunts. Man. I've kind of converted into an afternoon hunter. Yeah. You have for a while, though, Travis. Yeah, last couple of years. Like, just, you know, for a while. Not having to fight the crowds. Maybe People three years. Attempting to set up really close to you. and Yeah. You know, everybody's leaving. Go out there and just try to find a spot where the birds look like they're going to work and just set up there. Maybe that's why you did pretty good for every time you went out because you did that method. Because, you know what? I did do that a lot more last year. Uh-huh. Not not this last year, but the year before. The year before, yeah. There still has to be birds, though. Like, yeah, no, I agree. It just seemed like, like <clears throat> I haven't been hunting that long, four years, whatever. But like the first year I went, it seemed like we only went out in the afternoon. Maybe only I did. And I know timing's everything too, but it, like we would go out in the afternoon, and like we were probably averaging maybe three to four at least birds every time we went out. At least like. Well, most of a lot of times you, we were limiting th- out this year. No, no, the the one before. No, the the first year the I first started year hunting. Oh, I'm saying I we only we mainly on went a lot out. of mornings though. Yeah, but remember that one mainly, morning with the the frost? Like, it was kind of a little bit of ice, and we shot those widgeon, and I was driving the blue car, the Matrix. That was your first year. That was when I shot the first my first pinto. Yeah, and we didn't find it at first. Yeah, I worked all night. You did? Yeah. And you came straight that, out there, huh? I don't know how. Yeah, I, that's my right. first two hunts, we didn't see a bird. Literally. I knew. I'd, Not a you bird. You didn't go with me the first your first hunt, huh? Didn't you go with Travis? Or did, was it with me? I think you were there, too. I think you were there. We went twice. I don't You know, I was thinking, like, he ain't going to keep doing it. We went and we did not see a bird. Yeah. We saw blackbirds. I remember. This last year wasn't that great, but the year before that, I mean, it was a phenomenal season. And, I think and that's then I don't what remember. I don't remember what the first day. I think the the next time I went, it was a like a teal shoot. Like we all limited out on green wings, but it was a lot of fun because we did right because they were, he was kind of being picky a little bit, right, Travis? Yeah, I, I, we, we, were, we were right next to the bank. Brother Teddy was there. Yes, Matt, and Matt Tom, was there. Was Matt no, there? Matt was not. Me and Thomas were in a uh, clump, and then you, Taylor, your dad. We literally stepped right off the the bank, the dike. Okay, like maybe a, thirty. Was yards. That, a, that was a morning hunt. That was a morning hunt. Okay. And I think we got in on sweat line or something, but yeah, we limited out and just ended up leaving. But you were You're like, not you were to waiting the, to the day when it was like forty mile an hour winds. No, not that one. That okay. was a good day. That was an epic day. Yeah, that was crazy. That's like my favorite thumbnail. I lost a couple decoys. I think one or two decoys I lost that one day. Or two. Yeah, I lost three or four. Somebody got some avians. 
<laughs> that was Slock, like Davey. probably somebody we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found your decoy. Well, he's got two more why, of mine. Why in the is back. the bottom of this decoy scratched on in this one spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like there's sharpie underneath this. I don't know. What do you guys think we could do? How would you adjust this season? This season for next season? Is there anything? I mean, okay, we know we already got it down. The birds, right? Like, there's got to be birds. Bottom line. But what what would you, what are you gonna do different and readjust this year? I feel like I'm trying to get a little bit better at that, like evaluating it and like making. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't want to get stuck in the same old rut. Like this is where I go. This is where I go. I mean, we. I cannot believe how many refuges I tried this year. I this is the most. I you guys know me. I'm a routine person. Yes. I hunted the I same mean, refuge. You know, almost every day last year. I don't even think I went to a different refuge besides the one I usually hunt. And this year, I think I hunted four or five different refuges, mm-hmm. and which is kind of cool because I actually found another refuge that I really like. And yeah. if you can get a couple of good spots, you know, can do do pretty well. And then there's a refuge that I used to hunt exclusively, and I haven't hunted that in 10, 12 years. And you didn't hunt a lot this last year, did you? No, huh? I haven't hunted in ten or twelve years, so I'm thinking maybe next year, maybe try it. Maybe I've seen some little bit of impressive things come out of it, but the only thing is, is just it just seems like the uh, the people. Yeah, it's just a different crowd it's over a, there. It's a different. Yeah, it's it a really is a rat race, I guess. It really is, as big as it is too. Yeah. What I mean, what do you, but what do you think? So that would be kind of maybe what your change of plans, maybe just um, a little bit. I think I'm gonna invest in some decoys this year. Some. More realistic what? looking decoys. Yeah, you know, mine, mine are looking what? old and faded. And so, you think decoys so, matter? Uh, you know what? We're just getting off on a lot of rabbit trails here. I Bird know. diverters. I, w- I was always, you know, <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah, when I first started hunting, I mean, you guys hunt with me. How many decoys did I take out there? 40, 60? Yeah. As many as I possibly could get somebody else to carry and myself would carry on my back until I got yeah. smart and got a cart. Yeah. And so then I kind of went, you know, more the uh, run and gun, move around. So now I'm kind of back into the three of more maybe better, you know? Make it look like a closed zone. I know <laughs> what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do differently. Do you know what you're going to do? I'll let you go first if you do. Motion. Motion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you a couple. One thing, yes. The motion deke. Was it motion? So sad. Wow, Travis. Man. This is like. Huge podcast right here. Phones <laughs> Mama, Mama calls. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah. we won't be much longer on this, but just let it kind of ended up go over. I mean, that's, I don't know if Travis, you really made it very clear what you're going to do. You're going to get some decoys. You decoys. Know. Maybe I mean, try to get some motion in, into my spread. Okay. Um, there is a couple things I'm going to purchase for next year. Two specific things. Well, here, you go ahead. Go ahead and say what your plan is. For next season and what you're gonna purchase and like what strategies are you gonna try this next season? I would I would say you know you can't just pick one spread for every situation, but uh, we threw out quite a bit of decoys this year and it never really seemed to do anything for us. And a couple times we actually tried throwing decoys away from us like 100 to 115 yards and it seemed like the birds would shy over the decoys and more or less 
work closer to where, or I guess circle closer to where we were and seemed like we did better that way almost. But either way, um, I would say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy the, uh, man, I can't remember which brand it is now. Uh, it's slipping my mind, but it's basically an automatic jerk, jerk rig. Oh yeah. Um, you can hook up about a dozen to them. And honestly, I think I would try that quite a bit. A, yeah, a, but that's a dozen decoys that are that are moving to me is better than. I mean, obviously, if it's like dozen. a fifteen mile an hour wind, obviously you're not gonna take that out. What that's was that thing no you used to share? The decoy spreader, or the motion like ducks. That? Motion ducks. Yeah, I had that. We that thing. Okay, awesome. we can attest to that. Oh, that yeah. thing Different is not times. a joke. It works. Yeah, it literally 100%. it works. On a calm day, that's I would even, I would even rather have four decoys on that oh, than yeah. a dozen. Flocked, hundred and fifty dollar decoys. Like yeah. who cares? By far, yeah. And actually, okay, we ran a minute, that a though. couple times, and it worked a lot. Remember that day we went to uh, our hometown place? <laughs> uh, almost let it slip. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we had a couple pintails yes, work harder than any other bird I've ever seen on a public refuge. In a while, for me, I haven't seen. I mean, locked gonna drop down on her head like it was amazing but, actually but let me ask you this that the the I, I know i can't remember the name either but the the automatic deal um for the jerk rig the thing is you could hook that up to the motion duck setup absolutely that's that's, a, that's technically what you would do is we'd buy a couple of those you would have seven decoys or you can add another three that'd be ten because i think after the first four there's a couple three. different ways you could do it because I think... Well, that's what he told me, the owner of it. Yeah, you could... Yes. So it'd be four, and then it'd be three, 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 everything you had after that. So we would use that, right, and then hook up the automatic thing if you wanted to. That's to that. what I would try yeah. myself. Just because that spreader makes it look more realistic oh, instead man, of birds dude. just in a line. It's killer. <clears throat> and the videos that I've seen, it's not very loud. doesn't look very heavy. It lasts all day long. And uh, anyways, I mean, it might... Not work. It might be a waste of money, but it could be lights out. You know, you never know. I guess you just have to try it new things. It won't be a waste but of I, money, though. I really feel like it would be a good investment. Another thing I'm going to buy is a 360 solo blind. I know what Tyus is buying. We can't be giving away all our secrets. Well, we already give the one away. Nah. Is buying you know, a we're here to help everybody, so what's that? You're going to purchase a kayak that does not flip. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have a hole in it. But I, I'm i with Thomas. I I guess I'll let him purchase that since he's already going to do it. But definitely going to get uh, one or two more of those motion ducks setups that hook the decoys up to. And, uh, I mean, I say we have more non-windy days than windy, right, in my definitely. opinion. So... What me and Thomas were starting to catch on at the end of the season last year was, is leave a sec since we got so many decoys. Like, I think it was all his decoys, or mine, something like that. Since I'm running out, since don't, I'm not gonna go there. Why? But I'm like my decoys keep disappearing or getting chewed up by my dog. But I we were leaving mine on the motion ducks because it, it's not a hard to set up, but just to leave it quick. Depending on the the brand of your decoy, I mean it's. It's not the motion ducks that's hard to set up. No. But some brands don't really provide a good 
slot a spot to uh yeah. hook that swivel clip on like tangle freeze decoys work really good yeah they have a nice perfect spot for it but avians aren't really the best it's kind of tight yeah but anyway so that's what i'm saying you could downgrade your decoys and put that on there and it don't even matter you know what i'm saying cuz you got the motion cuz i was all about Navian X2, and I still like them, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes I just, sometimes numbers take over the looks. Yeah. And sometimes motion takes over the looks. Maybe you got a still dead calm day, and you got a nice decoy, maybe that will matter, but I don't know, man. I'm just starting to, like, change my tune. I think it's a lot about being different than all the other guys. Everybody in the grandma, when December hits, has a spinner out. Yeah. And also, everybody has mallards out, and you're not even on a mallard refuge. We don't even have mallards in California. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that did work on the, the refuge that we hunt a lot, um, back in the day I had one of those Primo's decoy hearts, and I stuck it inside of a just one decoy. Mm-hmm. And um, just that little bit of ripple, ripple on the water made a huge impact on sucking in mallards. But then I was like, oh, one's good, two or three would be better. And I remember getting two or three and that didn't do the trick. It was just one. It was flaring them or what? Yeah, it's like they would, like you said, you know, called decoys uh, bird diverters. It's like they would they would not come close. And so I went back to one, and it seemed like one was the that magic number. One decoy with one, the no, motion or just one, one decoy one with decoy the motion? One decoy with motion versus with two or three decoys with motion. Um, but, you know, having maybe four or five decoys out. Yeah. But, you know. And you're talking about in the smaller pockets, right? For smaller more pockets, stuff. tight, tight, yeah. tight stuff. Man. And that's the thing. You've got to just adjust. Yeah. I've noticed works. that so much. Like, I mean, that last while, but like, we would make some adjustments, and sometimes I had to make three or four. And I mean, I kind of would make fun of you for doing that, but it does. You do got to make adjustments sometimes. You know, if they learn, it's not for no reason. If, especially if everybody's holding still. Like, you're hunting with a, only like one or two guys. And you know they're as serious as you are, and they're not. They're snacking, eating potato chips, and drinking Pepsi. They're out to hunt. Then you know it's like okay, it's not us. We yeah, got, you know we're covered up, we're concealed. Now that we were talking about that, <clears throat> that day I actually shot that cinnamon. I was in open water, and I had that motion ducks decoy spreader out, and it it sucked them in hard. Oh, uh, that birds day that were la- by yourself. Birds were landing. 10 to 15 yards. I'm not, I'm not just be like, oh, it was I dead only calm, shoot them right? in the face. Uh, I don't, no. The, these birds were like. Was it dead calm? Yes, yes. I actually and, had. And you were out in the middle of that pond with that little special blind, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually had a couple teal literally land three feet from me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. It was pre- That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm going to get one of those solo blinds too. You can put a dog, it has a dog door in that thing, right? Yeah. Um, is that Tangle Free? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, if you haven't checked that out, check out those Tangle Free 360 solo blinds. They're really cool. Well, I'm gonna, Tom's going to get one. I'm they go on one. sale a couple times a year. They went, Yeah, they went on sale. Was it this year they went on sale too? So, was that last year around Christmas? They, I know they had an app in a I know season there was, sale. There's been two sales since we've seen them. And there was one before that. They literally go like 40% off or something. But yeah, so they are pricey. You might want to wait until they go on sale. But Yeah. I think it would be a good tool, though. I really like those. Uh, what it, what's the other one I was wanting to buy? That you sit basically sit in a tube in the water. 
that muskrat the, hut. Muskrat? Yeah, the yeah. muskrat hut. I don't know if anybody's heard of those, but you guys should check those out. I really do want to get one of those, but it's like, man, which one do I get? One or the other. But anyways, those are the tactics, guys, for this 2019-2020 season that we're thinking of. Like, pretty much my thoughts are the same as Thomas and Travis. Um, my my last thing that I would say is, as far as decoys, I'm I'll be glad to have mallards, but if I need if I don't have any more mallards, I don't know feel like if I'm gonna go get any more because I can just borrow Thomas's or Travis's or something. Because to me, when I do go hunt for mallards, I'm not really using that many. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, four, four, four or five. five you're going yeah. in small potholes. You're going in smaller yeah. areas. Whereas, guys said this on one of our videos, and if you guys if you're hearing this podcast and you don't know, we also have a YouTube channel, uh, Mid Valley Mercenaries. You can check it out, but. One of the guys was saying he hunted here for years, and, you know, everybody is a good armchair quarterback, but he really did have something good to say, and I was thinking about it. It was funny because I was already thinking about it, and he was talking about, he goes, it didn't matter what birds were there. Most places always have teal, right, and coots. What's the two main birds you see all the time? Teal and coots. And what happens every time you see these birds that are not coming to you, and they're all going to this one spot? What's over there? Teal and and coots even though it may not be the same variety of birds and i'm not saying you know mallards are going to go land over there but like i said the majority of the birds he was talking about think about it i'm and this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy like two at least two dozen shoveler decoys i'm serious no not shoveler <laughs> no but i will buy a shoveler too because it everyone thinks oh whatever you buy that's what's gonna no. suck to it it's like no it's the masses sometimes too. Yeah, and the motion. And the motion. Coots are in constant motion. So, I don't know, dude. I think it'd be wicked if you had like two dozen green wing decoys, a dozen. I mean, if you want to go big spread, I'm saying like yeah. if you actually purposely was trying to do a big spread, and did that right there, I think it'd be killer. Yeah. And it's light. That's the thing I like about it is you could have two dozen till decoys, and. That ain't nothing, dude. You could put three or four of those in a slot. Yeah, and I mean, and if a you, have a two, you know, if you have two or three guys and you guys got carts, I mean, if you collab, you could have. Each person brings two dozen decoys. You could have a huge, a nice spread. You know. Yeah, so that I I think that's what I'm gonna do. I got a couple of hours left. I think I got all I need if I really wanted to really focus on that. If I could ever find somewhere again that I can do that, but I mean, like. And pintails, same thing with pintails in my opinion. It's like, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. If, you, if you're if you big open water, what's out there? Coots, green wings, and pintails. But when do you see a, a group of 24 pintails? I mean, you know uh, what I'm saying? Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just you're just trying to make it look what you actually, when we were walking out there to hunt, and no, and you're looking over here, and no one's hunt, you can't hunt over there, maybe or whatever. It's not been backfilled, or it's whatever. That's what you see. You see those kind of groups. Yeah, that's just a common group you see, right? And usually, if you see birds coming above you, they don't want to land you. They they're going into that kind of group. Hey, that could be a money maker. You know what I'm saying? If you had about ten coot decoys that uh, were motion decoys, why not? Yeah. They're in constant motion. Stinking. The ducks suck right to those things, dude. <laughs> if you guys hate coots as much as we do, give this podcast five stars. 
Literally, they, they kill ducks. The, they're over. They eat the duck eggs. It's ridiculous. Well, the coot season needs to be year round, and there needs to be no limit. For reals, after season's over, we sh- they should have out their coot shoots. Shoot them with low base. Yeah, low base. You go out there and you just make a big circle around a pond. I wonder what the statistic is of how many coots there are. There, there has to I be almost really in the high millions. <laughs> We should look that up. Well, Thomas is finding that, guys. It is getting late. We, we're we just the the blue-collar men that work our daily jobs every day. We all got to go to work tomorrow, but we enjoyed sitting around. Hopefully, some of these uh, ideas that we got going on for the next season will help you guys, and maybe you can look into these products that we're talking about. You know, it's like making adjustments every year, trying to do – Better, you know, learn from the last season before. It don't matter how long. If I've been hunting for 15 years, 20 years, Travis been, not consistently, but I, I'd i say you probably have never missed a season in how long, Travis? I mean, you're the one that's... 20 years? You've never, you like, you go every year. You've been hunting longer than that, though. Oh, yeah, but I mean, when but I was in consistently college, without I, I missed, missed. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. I was off for four or five years. Back. I mean, what's your total time you've been duck hunting? I uh, started when I was nine, and I'm um, 46. So yeah, so I missed four or five years that time. Wow. A lot. That's a lot. Of, a lot of experience. So, I mean, I say 20 because I'm going from. That's not every year. I mean, military, also high school. Being younger, there was a period when I was younger. Ten, all the way to. I don't think. I think I was 16 when you took me the first time. You took me. Oh, okay. So yeah. I wouldn't say 20 years of experience, but either way, however much time we got, it's nice to learn and readjust and make, and I think become better every year. You know, yeah, you don't have the ducks, you don't have the ducks, there's nothing you can do about it, but we're all out there trying to be better duck hunters and learn from it and adjust and be better hunters, be better sportsmen, Um, be better out in the field. Do you find any stats, Thomas? No, I don't think anybody's done. <laughs> they don't want to know. Study of coots how many coots there are. Did find they can the oldest coot recorded was twenty two years old. Well, we're gonna end this podcast, guys. Here right now, I appreciate you guys, everybody that was listening. If you haven't already, don't forget to if you're listening to this on iTunes, give us five stars, write a review, uh, give us some ideas, or tell us how bad it was or how good it was, whatever you think. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Also on uh, Spotify and Google Play and all that good stuff. So, anyways, thanks, Travis, for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me. Joining us, talking about the season, how the last 2018-2019 season went. Here, Titus Headings with Mid-Valley Mercenaries, my co-host, Thomas. Thank you for coming over here, brother. Anytime. I enjoyed speaking with you (laughs) and conversating. You guys... We'll see you on the next one.